0: Welcome to another episode of Behind the Sport. How you doing, Brent?
1: Yeah, man. Fantastic. Uh, been a beautiful couple of days. A bit of a change from all the rain we've had, so Although, pretty pumped. Um,
0: yeah, it looks like, again, weekends uh, forecast for rain, and there's racing on again on you know, every weekend coming up, and there's rain forecast every weekend, so whatever. We'll get over
1: it. Yeah, good for ducks and publicans.
0: Yep. Well, I don't know. People in Perth um, don't know how to wear jackets and actually go out. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, almost got a duck, but it's actually a whale. We've got. Uh, <laughs> it's a very big difference. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, anyway, it worked in my head. No, you guys just fucked it up. <laughs>
1: but, well, uh, they yeah.
0: both live in the water. Yeah. You yeah. know, we'll pay that. Yeah. Yeah. And both make funny noises, especially this one. Uh, Denver Parker, how are you going? Hey, good, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for uh, finally coming on. Finally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the joys of working away. Yeah, 30,
0: 36 episodes at least in, so... Is yeah, how many
1: in we are? Yeah. That's a pretty epic number. It's all right. It's pretty good going. It's all right. Got to get to the 100. Hunji. Yep. What do we get then? What do we get then? The, the gold two hundred.
0: Yeah, then we get a goal of 200. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, So, Denver, Landwell Racing. Yes, what about it? That's, um, that's probably what most people out there in the world would know, know you under.
2: Yeah, I suppose. It's one yeah. way of putting it. Um, Yeah, obviously having a bit of a random and weird unique names kind of odd. But, yeah, yeah. The, the whole Landwell thing that was kind of – I set that up to – I got sick of people adding me on Facebook. I had no idea who they were from the car side, so, so I set yeah. up a – page to kind of keep my personal life and race life separate yeah so, fair yeah. enough there are some about. weirdos in the
0: racing scene so just, I to, to. Well, just in the world in general but yeah yeah, yeah. um now of course uh, whale usually has a bit of more of an inference to porsche than yeah like the 930
2: you know, I don't know,
0: than, than what you're right ra- than what you're racing which is the uh the skyline
2: so how'd you come up with land whale well, I, I, admittedly, I stole it. So it, it must be an Australian thing because the R33 model always got referred to as the big one and the, kind of the whale of the series, whereas um, I think in Japan and stuff like that in America, it never really took off as a, a reference to the car. It was just a size thing. And anyway, so obviously being a, a going reference, I just kind of adapted it into it and went with while, So
0: Okay. Where did your motorsport journey begin?
2: Oh, God. Um probably back with my dad uh yeah he used to many years ago before children came along you know just to race and rally and that sort of stuff um wasn't much of a driver i don't think um not that he can't drive but he was more sort of in the background side of things and helping out and running events and bits and pieces like that and then obviously i came along and my two sisters so that was kind of the end of motorsport and racing for him and he had to concentrate being a dad but yeah, you know, later in life he got back into you know officialling and stuff like that you know he used to go and do rally australia and all that sort of jazz and I you know, kind of just picked it up as a kid, you know, getting dragged out of bed at you know, some ungodly hour for Bathurst every year and, <laughs> yeah, coming up to Wanneroo to watch the V8s and all of Back then it was group, uh, the end of Group C, probably Group A back then. Yep. Um, you know, that sort of stuff and, yeah, that's kind of where it all kicked off and then, yeah, you know, it was always in the cars and went that way and eventually actually finally got into motorsport properly at around 99, 2000. Yep. So what, was, what
0: was the first car yeah. you you uh, put out on the track.
2: A TX three actually. yeah <laughs> Not the first one that you knew, but you yeah, um, know the I second one I
0: had. I do remember your first T tx3 Which so. I've still got. <laughs> you still got that. Yeah. <laughs> cow, yeah, that it's, is cool. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> sitting in a
2: shed in, in a million pieces. I've got a plan for it. It's just one of those I Yeah, you, know, you get to a fork in the road and it's like, well that one, I'll leave that one alone for and yeah. start something else. It's always a time and mostly a money situation when it comes to cars. Do you yeah. get sick of everyone tagging you and every single TX3 it ever pops up on Marketplace? God, or? It happens almost weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone cops out. If you mention you're looking at some kind of car, you're just going to get bombarded, yeah. uh, such is the joy of social media these days. I've been yeah. uh, joking around
0: that we need to get a behind-the-sport burnout car up and running. <laughs> And uh, originally looking at AU Falcons, but now we're just looking at something really, really stupid. Well, they're stupid. becoming
2: collector's item. They're going to cost a lot more money. So.
0: Yeah, well, it could be a good investment for later, but we've been looking at some really bizarre stuff. Like there was a beach buggy up for sale for a couple of grand and... You know, thing like that could be pretty cool to enter into a burnout comp, but yeah, uh, one of those old like uh,
2: fiberglass mantics things. Yeah, so probably just you know, WRX motor catch on or. fire, but you know, <laughs> yeah. roll over at the first side of the bend. <laughs> at yeah. least everything's behind you, <laughs> yeah. like motor and all. There's yeah. just nothing over.
1: Yeah, don't don't hit <laughs> Yeah, Don't <laughs> roll. <laughs> I'm sure. No, that. something real obscure like that would be kind of cool. You know, like there's some of the burnout guys are doing that. You know, with the yeah. with the patrols and the cruisers and you know they're just not what you consider your normal sort of burnout car yeah. nah. and then some of the other guys are just that wild with their quarter chassis oh. drag
2: cars pretty much it's, it's an out there sport it, yeah. yeah it's definitely come a long way certainly yeah everyone kind of remembers the burnout that George Parovich did many years ago in his old Monaro, which is the one they always say changed the game because it was mm. the sort of first sort of real blowing car the first one that spit flames out and then it just started a procession of everyone sort of following that suit because they saw how much of a crowd pleaser it was Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, something cool, can, yeah,
1: different, can, big noise, big smoke.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'd just be fun. Just be funny to just roll out in something that's just completely bizarre, <laughs> and you know nothing like you know even the full drives and that you know like the, nothing. You know, yeah, King Cruiser. Just like, different. Just something. Yeah. yeah. So bizarre that, yeah, that maybe we get stuff thrown at us for
1: doing it. But
2: they do a lot of Nicky, but someone's already beaten you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's weird.
1: Yeah, and I like some of the little cars that they do. You know, the Mazda twelve hundreds and the you know even though they're, they're quite collectors cars now, and the Corollas and that, mm. just with outrageously large engines in them. You know, yeah.
2: Oh, I knew. It's you cool. Like Lynchy's car. Yeah, same yeah, way he throws, throws it around. Mm. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so we sort of digressed there a <laughs> bit. <into laughs> the, into step sideways. <laughs> um, TX three. What what were you racing in? What,
2: that was where I started doing like yeah, sprints and track days and. Uh, yeah, um, regularity kind of stuff up at Abigailo and a few other bits and pieces. And I only had that car for six months before I moved it on. Then uh, got myself what was the second Wx I had, which was the a blue two thousand model, and that was what I did. Uh, yeah, I kind of got properly into sort of things. Did a bunch more track days, sprints, um, speed event series for a few years. A lot of the motocarner stuff that um, used to run at the go kart track behind, yep. uh, behind the go kart track at Wanneroo there, um, and then ventured into stuff like the Classic Rally and Dutton Rally and things like that. Okay. Um, so Sold that off in 2005. Started on the, the R33, um, which then did the Dutton Rally in 2006 and then pulled a few things apart because I wasn't quite happy with it and that resulted in another seven-year build. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seven years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I by some,
0: by some uh, wives' accounts, that would probably actually be a pretty short build.
2: Yeah. Well, I changed career path, so I kind of – after the classic rally in of 2002, I made an active decision that, uh, yeah, this is what I want to do. I, you know, I took out, um, top competition driver at that event. It was like, okay, I've got, I've obviously got the ability to do this. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go further, so th- that was where the whole decision to sell the Dabrex came about, and then fund a, a serious build. Um, and it was a case of I was limited by budget at the time, uh, so I built what I could, and then did the one event. And yeah, obviously. By that point, 2006, changed career paths and had a bit more income that I was able to sort of go. I can make this a much better you know, example of what I got. So started, yeah, you know, buying all the best bits I could, sort of thing, and yeah, you know, doing it properly as opposed to sort of limited by budget and constraints of financial capability. So.
0: so you're you're actually the third out of our last four guests that have come from an IT background.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> quite changed funny. career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is quite funny because we had, we had Mark on last week. We had um, um, Paul Trengove also had a uh, IT background. I believe it was Paul. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and then and now you and so yeah, it's quite funny that seems to seems to be a few IT people involved yeah, in motorsport.
2: <laughs> it was a career I <laughs> fell in. into. Um, I was always you know growing up going to be a mechanic. That was going to be my life, um, and so yeah, got in. Was playing around CB radios and obviously the early stages of bulletin boards and the internet and stuff yep. like that. And then you know, a friend of mine. I don't said, remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how I met you at <laughs> all. No, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, late right. nights chatting to people <laughs> far suburbs five, over. yeah, in
0: and around there. But anyway, yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're not and then just it. a mate of mine said, "You know, do you want to come and do this? You have obviously got a bit of announcement but do you want to have a go?" And kind of just fell into it. And, yeah. and in hindsight, it was probably the best thing that could have happened because if. I looking at all my mates at the mechanics and stuff like that, running workshops, by the end of the day, they just don't want to touch their car. They absolutely yeah. hate yeah. it. Um, yeah, and in the end, a few of them, just, they're so disillusioned with the whole industry to a point, they just, they're just they gone. Yeah. Know, they don't want to do it anymore. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise. It was an industry I ended up hating. Um, yep. <laughs> you could probably understand. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. hate it too. IT I too <laughs> can be very uh, draining at the end. Especially when you deal with sort of clients a lot, and yeah, you know, just the silly questions kind of wore me down. It was like I need to get out of this. And, and as much
0: as people, you know, like you got the IT crowd, it's actually pretty bang on that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the,
2: the day on sorry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you ever, if you ever get it, if you've ever watched the IT crowd, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's If show. you ever actually do get to, you know, you've watched it. Yeah. It's almost bang on about what you deal with in an IT department. <laughs> yeah. But well, it's you know working with people around computers. They just
1: Oh, People suck. Oh, the first thing
0: bar. you should always do before ringing an IT person, turn it off and turn it back on. And if it's frozen, it's frozen. Mm. It's never going to come back. So just turn it off, turn it back on.
2: Yeah, the, oh. da- the day I decided I was done, <laughs> I, I walked into a client's and a guy bowed me up. and said, Oh, you know, you're the IT. And I said, Yeah. He goes, uh, Do you know how to program a video player for G code?
0: <laughs> yeah. And sure. I just
2: looked at him and I said, yeah, have you got the manual? And he goes, yeah, but I thought I'd just ask you. And I was like, is it here? And he goes, oh, no, it's my one at home. I, like, yeah. I just walked yeah. out after that and I said, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. That, that was the moment that broke me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Now, the, um, back, to the back to the racing. <laughs> this, is, I mean, look, this is, you know, when we ask you to come on and, you know, yes. say, this is what it's about. It's just yeah. about a chat. <laughs> you know, we, we try and stay on point. <laughs> But sometimes we end up, you know, in the turn seven gravel. Yeah, sand, um, sand, sand, sand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, you'd be well versed. Yeah, well,
1: I know, know right. the consistency well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the
2: damage you've done it may as well be a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I've learned, eh? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, I still love it. you will be back.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Back faster, better.
2: <laughs> I've oh, spent some money I've spent some money on parts <laughs> this week. Don't you worry. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, what would you have? Two thousand six. So yeah, that
0: no, no, no. We're going to stop there. We'll go back to the TX three. So when you first started yeah, being competitive, hmm. did you have a bonehead moment? We did something really,
1: really. Oh yeah.
2: I'm like, oh, it wasn't so much a bonehead moment, but it was the early days of turbo era. Yeah, everyone's going to go and get custom intercooler pipes and stuff like that. And this is before the advent of bead rollers for the end of the pipe work. So you'd turn up to an event and. Without fail, you'd pop a cooler pipe because yeah, they, they're good for a matter of seconds. And I just remember one of the regularities we did, I went out and I did about two laps and threw a pipe off and managed to limp around for a few more and then came in. And one of the guys I was with just sort of grabbed a bloody, um, an adjustable span and we just bent all the ends of it out to try and stop it doing it. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're part of a team event. It was just like, you're killing us here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So so you were that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was the... the let down of the team, yeah,
0: all right. So, all right, we'll keep going. Moving on to 2006,
2: yeah, and in between all that sort of stuff, there was, yeah, you know, I before I even set off the WRX, oddly enough, I made it real drive because that was when the whole drifting thing kicked off in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, and was running, I was the um cams official for the club I was in, which is all Fours and Rotaries at the time. So, I used to oh, run the from the past, yeah, it? it's still going around, actually, is it? Yeah. So, it? yeah, I used to run a few track days. we well, run the track days and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, drifting came along, got involved with a bit of that stuff, used to go down to Collier a fair bit, um, which back then was killer. It was just turn up and go. You know, we used to turn up a trailer, loads of tyres and go gotcha. for gold. Um, and then, you know, I think it was 2004, 2005 or something, we ran the first ever CAM sanctioned drift event in Australia because uh, up until that point, camps didn't want to recognise it. Well, Motorsport Australia is called now. Um, didn't want to recognise the sport. Most people didn't want to know about it because um, yep. they just, it was so far outside the norm of what they considered motorsport. It was just, a, mm. they didn't want to know. Um, even to the point that you know, the Sporting Car Club at the time didn't want to know about it. They sort of buried their head in the sand um, and didn't really want anything to do with it. And then obviously it started, they saw what was going on at Collie and stuff like that, the popularity of it and the numbers that were coming in. So Cam's got in behind it. Um, yeah, five of us went one or one day in the middle of a race meet and put on a, a demo, and that was the first ever sanctioned event. Um, and then after had, that,
0: had the Formula Whatever guys? were they
2: racing that day? I'm done with them, like,
0: They're the Formula Whatever it, guys, but from that's now on. been an
2: ever going complaint. Like every <laughs> time, oh, the drifters have been out, the track's covered in crap, but uh,
1: that's from the Formula Whatever guys, isn't
2: but it? But it, it's it's Usually. from <laughs> everywhere. It's,
1: and I don't know where this roo- well, I don't know where this rumor stems from, right? Because the, on the weekend, right, with the, the time, t- the track was a average. I had someone ask me, they said, oh, is because it, it was drifting the other weekend? I'm like, if you're on the drift line, that's the reason you're slow, because you're on the damn wrong line. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you know, like, I get the high silica build-up and da-da-da-da-da, but... There is grip in the right parts of the track, but then not affect laying car. the
2: tire end of the bitumen. This is the bit that everyone misses. Yeah. It's just powdering it over it. Yeah. It leaves a line, sure, but it's gone after the first bit of rain or someone drives yeah. it. Over. If, if you're, you're that wide on turn is, four,
1: you're going to be slow regardless.
2: Well, and it's, it's a yeah. wind. 7, you'll
1: be in the sand. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's
2: yeah. <laughs> and that's more the problem. It's like wind and sand. Everything ha- changes so you So you blame the drifters. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't,
1: I, I don't, I don't buy that one at all. I blame the bikes and they fall over and drop water everywhere. Uh,
2: it's just It's the not a water thing, you know. Is. Everyone
1: has that, this thing that filters down from generation to generation to bag out another category. It's, yeah. Anyone it's on the like track's it. a good thing, whether you like it or not.
2: Well, yeah. and, uh, purely, it's just sand. Yeah. I like, get a bit wind, sand goes over the track, and that's it. Yeah. It's done. There's been no racing right?
1: for a week, in the, and it's been yeah, sandy yeah, it's and covered. snotty weather. We the, um, call them quarries over the back. That places, Yeah, it's yeah. just... And that's just all a of
0: variable. although the groundskeeper leaves the sprinklers on.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that <laughs> other... Man, that <laughs> the, the other know, morning. Yeah. That was
0: freaking you know, weather. Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Or, yeah, it's... Yeah,
2: no, I get... Yeah, yeah, so anyway, that complaint has been going on, and then... yeah. They f- actually ran an event. I remember this forever because it was, you know, I wasn't involved in the running, it was a whole bunch of other guys. But they ran the comp. They had something like 60 entries or something ridiculous. I can't remember how. It was a lot of entries. They filled it. And it was the most pissing, wet, cold, freezing night. And they had 5,000 <laughs> 5, spectators through the gate still. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when everyone kind of woke up and said, yeah, this is actually a thing. And it's still been going strong. Fortunately, it's one of those sports I I initially built the skyline to go drifting in yeah. um and then change direction. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they wanted to go fast around sideways, you wanted to go fast. Sideways.
2: Yeah. it doesn't like sliding the 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 alignment setup that's in it at the moment, it you get to about ten degrees. It's like anything set up for grip and straight line. It just yeah, wants to spit you off the track and hurry. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bounce for that. Yeah. It's exciting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
0: speaking of spinning you off the track,
2: oh, here we go. <laughs> are they, what are they,
0: was it? Was it a target? Targa, Targa, Targa West? Southwest, Targa May twenty-first, twenty-sixteen.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. What happened? Oh, oddly enough, another pissing wet day. <laughs> um, yeah, literally, it was. It was just one of those events. It was leading in not. Leading into it as such. But just one of those days before, like, heaps of annoying little things just kind of went wrong, you know, like, took out a tire on a trailer and just dumb little things. And then um, the weather was just utterly abysmal. So I woke up um, the morning of the Saturday. Um, that had something like 40 mil of rain overnight. It was just saturated. Um, and, yeah, the whole plan was, obviously because it's wet, I've got a lot of power, it's real drive. I don't hang on all that well. It was just a case of we'll we'll ease into it, you know, just try and keep a bit of pace. Uh, first stage, someone crashed, um, so we didn't get a clean run through. And the first two stages are run two times each way, which is the same stage. Just go back and forth. And then, so we did the reverse run back. That was fine. And then, on the second run in, made it past where the first guy had crashed uh, by about hundred meters. Came into a corner, um, the corner prior where all, the other guy binned it. Came out for a little bit of a wiggle on the back end. Grabbed a, another gear just to settle it down and it hooked up. Added probably 10Ks too many. Came into the next corner, went for the brakes and that was it. Locked, knew we were in trouble. It just locked up the front. and I had a choice of hit what seemed like the world's biggest carry tree at the time. It turned out it was only sort of about a foot thick. <laughs> um, go right into the unknown. Turns out probably would have been the better idea because it was a little gravel track just behind a little fern bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or try and, and make a bridge, which was off to the left, um, and chose to try and make it over the bridge. So reefed on the handbrake to try and sort of kick it sideways and wash on the speed out of it, and it was just, it was all gone. So left the bridge sideways, um, rear end of the car. And this, is, it, this took me a long while to sort of figure out the whole sequence of what went on because um, the way the car landed, it, if it had just gone off squarely off the bridge, it would have gone into the embankment fairly square and, probably done a whole bunch of damage. But it, yep. as we left, the rear right hit some rock armour on the opposite side of the uh, bridge. And as we cleared the creek, due to the Hazard style, um, the car was already rotating in the air. And luckily, because it had been so wet, the, the bank on the other side of the creek, which was probably about five metres wide, um, was fairly soft and muddy. So as the, the nose of that pitched into it, it sort of rolled over, landed on the left-hand side and laid over on its roof. So It wasn't a massive impact, but... Um, if not for the way the yeah, you know, if it had been dry and we'd left a, you know, probably a, a greater velocity, um, it probably would have been a very different sort of result to what happened. So yep. and that was that, so it was upside down. Mm.
0: <laughs> so after after that incident, how long did it take you to get back into a car? Uh so uh
2: twelve weeks. Yep. Twelve weeks almost to the day. Um so it was uh so that was Southwest and then Targa West came up in I was it, early August? August, I think it was August. Actually, no, it'd be um. Actually, it was all the yeah, the weekend just gone in twenty sixteen. So been getting all the all the Facebook reminders and memories. Um, so yeah, it's twelve weeks. It took me ten weeks to fix the car from yeah. the time it was crashed to back and tested. So, um, and it was a lot of luck on the way. Um, so as once it happened, it's kind of weird actually. Well, not weird, but I um once it crashed, got out okay, and that sort of thing. Quickly took a photo, you know, rang Jackie, my girlfriend, said, look, you know, we've had an accident, we're all okay, but we're going to lose service because we have to go to the other end of the stage till we can come back and retrieve the car. And then, uh, yeah, I took a photo and popped into a chat group, I mean, with a whole bunch of the guys out of Anti-Lag, uh, which is an old car club from way back in Perth.
0: Yep, um, another, another old name popping up. Yeah, <laughs> and so it popped it through
2: to a bunch then, so, you know, we've had a bit of a moment, you know, we're all okay, It's kind of thing. And unbeknownst to me, while I was out of service, they put it on Facebook um, before I had a chance to. So, you know, it came, got back into service later on, and the phone just went into absolute meltdown. Um, You know, just mainly people checking on us and stuff like that. But among all the messages, there was one from a a mate of mine, a guy called Steve May, or Tech, as everyone knows him. goes, look, I think I know somebody's got a shell. And that kind of started the whole process. Yeah, and at this point, like, the thing was still on its roof. I didn't know if I was even able to go save it because it, it looked like a mess. So, um, yeah, we ride it up, got it back on the trailer, got it back to Perth the next day, was able to start it and back it off the trailer, which was kind of like, well, that's a good sign. Yeah, done a whole, like all the radiators into coolers, all coolers and all that were, were trashed. Um, turbo was destroyed in it because as it impacted the cooler piping had such minimal movement, it actually shoved the compressor housing and, busted that up so it destroyed a turbo um but yeah disconnect all that and managed to start it drive it off the trailer so it was like well the motor's still okay gearbox still works um and then once you know like every crash car once you actually get all the the bent stuff off and get to have a look at it, it wasn't that bad there was a tiny bit of rail damage in the front um but it straightened out on a jig all right and the rest of it was just all panel damage So it was like, okay, we can fix this. This is, it's not as bad as we first thought. Like I honestly thought it was such a, the way it gone off, I thought it was going to twist everything and luckily it didn't. So, yeah. But the problem was I went back to work for a week, then I was home for three days and then we were leaving to go to America for a month. Yep. So I basically had a day. So that was the Sunday we got it back. Monday I did a bunch of running around, went and spoke to um, a guy called Grant Smithers who runs GS Auto Works. He had the shell, you know, came to deal with him. Um and then one of made mates of mine, guy called Scott Lockhart, rangs up and said, you yeah, know, what can we do? Can we a hand with this? So um once I realised I had all the panels that I needed, because I had a bunch of speed doors and stuff like that, had a donor roof, donor quarter, donor, you know, rad support and stuff like that that I could stitch in. So went back to work and over that week basically mapped out the entire three day process of what we were gonna do and how it was gonna come apart. So yeah, flew home straight down to GS that n- next day, picked up the shell, ripped all the panels off it that I needed that day. And then over the next couple of days, means Scott ripped all the, the bent and buckled stuff out. Um Josh Down at Unita uh, panel works who also straightened up the rail for us, came out, poured a powered the roof back into the correct kind of shape and got a pillars squared up to where they were sort of meant to be. And then um yeah we jammed all the panels back on. Once we had the panels lined up and test fitted, it actually, it you know, within, I suppose, six hours on the, the Thursday, yeah, the Thursday. Um, yeah, it was like, okay, this is actually, we're almost kind of there. Got everything lined up and then welded everything back on and um, then it was ready to go after Josh to straighten the rail out and he was going to crafting in the rad support for us. Um, obviously went away to America. That was kind of a bit of luck in itself because I run a, a wing that's from a group called APR, which is um, uh, American APR, I oh, can't remember. Um, American Performance Racing, which do a, a really nice wind tunnel um, GT style wing, uh, which was perfect for my setup. Um, problem is, obviously, they're in America. We're in Australia. I needed something in a yeah. hurry. <laughs> Um But it turned out our they were. <laughs> yeah, well, they were in LA, and that was quite literally the the first stop of a yeah. trip. And we were coming back out of LA on the way, and. It, um, and Jackie's got a friend who lived over there. So we landed in LA, went straight out to APR, picked up the replacement wing, which they punched out in a couple of weeks sort of thing. Because um, I took photos of the one I had, So look, can we fix this? You know, I'm coming over there. And they said, no, nah, it's, it's beyond repair. But we'll saw you out for something else. So gave them all the measurements because I have custom mount measurements and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, literally we're on to LA, rang them up, said, yep, I'm here. And they said, cool, it's done. So yep. went out there that day. Nice. Wrapped it all up, dropped it into a, a snowboard bag a friend had lent me to transport it in, and then we delivered it off to our friends and yeah, picked that up on the way back. So, Yeah, by well, the time I got back, all the rad support had been done. I dropped it off for another friend of mine, a guy called Leon Popovich, who runs uh, Beyond Custom, who's yep. also from years back in the Rollerboys days. So, <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, well, all these people just came oh, out of the yeah, woodwork yeah. And said, look, you know, he painted the car initially, um, which was done by Clint Sherwood, but, yeah, they all, he sort of saw it... I'd rang him up after it happened. He goes, you yeah, know, just, if, when it's all ready to go, just get it to me and we'll, we'll get it painted up. So, um, yeah, so he turned around, gave the whole car a respray, uh, fixed all the weird little dings and stuff in it that had copped over a couple of years of racing and then, yeah, I grafted it all back together, by which point, luckily, all the, the bits I needed had turned up and it was just a, a time thing, putting it all back together. But, yeah, I turned up two weeks prior to Targa West and tested, you know, I'd still had to put doors and stuff like that, but mechanically it was done. Yeah, everything lined up and away it went. So, uh, yeah, I've kind of got a a rule um, that if anything major screw two weeks out from an event, just because the nature of my work, it's not worth the, the stress and the yep. the struggle of trying to get it back together. So, the fact that it tested and then did the event fine was yeah, a bit of a miracle. Yeah, so, well, wow. yeah, it was it was a long story. It was uh, yeah, a lot of people came out of the woodwork and yeah, there was a lot of offers of help and stuff like that. And so, as well as I'm always going to be eternally grateful for. To help and offer and all that sort of stuff, so yep. yeah, well, that's the old adage. Yeah, the win, it'll bin it, and <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> I did that rather spectacularly. So, but yeah, it's always funny, you know, yeah. getting messages from your cousins who live down in Esperance and stuff like that. Oh, we've just seen you on the news. <laughs> so.
0: Now, um, your car originally, uh, that the, the car, the original roll cage. It's still, still got that same roll cage. I it believe. does, yeah. And that was that was from LF Performance from uh, Michael Figlamini. It was absolute. I remember him from going down to Claremont Speedway and and all that. Yeah,
2: so. and that was that was one of the reasons why I basically had to save the car. So
0: yeah. Um, me, I, I mean, I've, I've cheated a little bit. I've got to, I've, you've I've a, I've it. You've copied yeah. my story. I have grabbed it out just to remind me because I do remember parts of the story. And yeah, you know, there's so much obviously in you know, everyone's heads that. Yeah, sometimes we do forget a few things, and it's all just to give me the prompt to <laughs> make sure that I ask you <laughs> to, about to it kick and, me into it and kick you into it. Yeah, so you yeah. know that, that. I guess, yeah, it was, um, you, know, you said it, it was one of the last, potentially one of the last, if not the last. I, I don't think it was cage. the last,
2: I'm pretty certain of that. It's in the last couple, yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, as I put on the story, he, um, yeah, you know, and I have to kind of preface anytime I tell this story that. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a friend of Fig's. I didn't know him at a personal level. It wasn't like we hung out on the weekends and stuff like that. It was, yeah. you know, for us it was a professional kind of transaction. He was the yeah. guy that built the roll cage in the car but worked for Kim. Um, but where it got deeply personal, and this is where the, the connection to the car kicks in, is that um, a couple of my mates, and one of them is you know, a very good mate of mine and probably the biggest mentor on mechanically side of my life, um, you know, is the guy I ring up when I, if I can't figure it out, he's the, the phone call. Yeah, so, yeah. The last time I saw Figs myself was quite literally two weeks before he passed away. I rolled into LF um, to grab the serial number for the roll cage to attach it. You yeah, know, we just chatting about what he was doing for the Speedway season and stuff like that. And um, it's another one of those, you know, moment in time kind of deals where you, you remember where you are. And yep. um, you know, at the time I was working in Caratha I was out the bush a bit but we were listening to the, the morning ABC radio for some reason and they, they came on and said oh you know Speedway racer and Michael Figmini's passed away I was like you yeah, know Jesus that's, that's terrible anyway I didn't have my phone on me so I got back to Carafa that night jumped on the phone and I rang up my mate and I said yeah what, what the hell happened um, yeah and he told me the story how you know he was racing felt a bit of pain in his shoulder or something went to the medic and then just you know sort of fell out of the chair and that was that yep um, yeah and sort of going through all these like, sort of at the end of the conversation, he goes, right, whatever you do, you, you can't destroy this car. You know, like, we, we know where it is. We, you know, yeah, everyone's kind of worked on it and stuff like that. So, you yeah, know, it was kind of one of those there and then. You kind of make a promise that, you yeah, you're not going to wreck the thing. And then I went and put it on its roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I was, you waited 10 years, though. Yeah, I, I, I gave it <laughs> that, some that time. Was, but that was very
0: uh, nice of you to wait that.
2: But uh, it was one of those situations, you know, it, in that, you know, you have to make a few phone calls. So, yeah, obviously when to crashed, the first thing was ring up Jackie and say, yeah, we're all right. And then yep. once we came back later on, it's like I've, I've got to ring my parents, let them know I'm going to be on the news um, <laughs> yeah. for not all the good reasons. <laughs> um, but you were, in the back of my head, I always knew there's, there's this call coming. And um, when it came, you know, yeah, the number answered. And you're, the two questions on you straight away, you, could, you guys are all right, yeah. Can you fix the car? Yeah, and at the time, I, I just said, honestly, I can't tell you, like, it's a mess. I I don't know. Um, so And then when I got it back and a couple of days later, it was like, we can do this. yeah So that was one of the big drivers. I mean, I didn't want to obviously rebuild another car, a lot of expense and stuff like that. But, yeah, losing that would have, you know, not just myself, it uh, would have yep. been a big emotional loss to a few other people as well. So, yeah, I was kind of glad that I was able to fix it and that's kind of, yeah you know, why now it's it's at a point where i've retired it that it'll never do a, a targa event again because it's just too much of a risk for me yeah yeah you know, um too much history in it now you know I've obviously won this championship 2019 so it's you know, i'll go on circuit again and do sprints and stuff like that but for now it's target days a time i think so yeah plus yeah you know, i want to do target legitimately and that car just won't ever comply yep. so
0: I was about to, that was my next question, is uh, are your target
2: days done? No, absolutely not. That's that's where I want to go to next. That's why, I've, you know, I've retired it because trying to run two cars, I just financially can't do it. Um, you know, I'm a one-man band as so such. I have some people who chip in money now and then as a sponsorship deal and I'm very grateful for that. But, yeah, obviously it's, it's an expensive sport. So, um, yeah, I could go and sell the Skyline, but a lot of me just doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I always listen to people on podcasts and stuff like that. And one of the questions that you hear a lot is, you know, if you could buy any car back, what would it be? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I have two on my list. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. And like my Blue WRX that I sold, I wish I'd never sold that. It's, yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. It's like, yeah, can I get it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't ever want to be that person. So, yeah. It, I'll be back in Targa. I'm just not quite sure what in yet. I've yep. got a couple of plans. I wanted to do the, the GDR out because obviously that was the rules for Classic and the 32 Skyline are very interesting. And then Targa, in its infinite wisdom, decided to delete what they call model run-on. So if you've got a car that's manufactured, because um, Classic have a cutoff of December 89, but if you had a 94 model that was the same as the 89 spec, you could run it. Yep. And then they brought in a hard date number that it has to have a VIN number produced before December 31st of 1989. So uh, right. that kind of... Tighten the market up and then obviously someone ate a bat and the COVID market hit and screwed everything for <laughs> pricing. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Would you go down electric? Have you, have you, have you driven
2: a Tesla yet? I haven't had a trash in one. I haven't really okay. been in one either. Um, look, I like the electric thing. I'm not, I like both sides of it. I see, I, I kind of understand everyone's argument about it. Um, Yeah, it's like, it's lost the noise and a bit of the feel to it and yeah. the vibe and stuff like that, but, if it's got four wheels and it looks interesting and and it's fast, man. I when I did Albany at the start of last year, mm. I was. message to you? Yeah, I I was getting pants by Tesla. Yeah. Like, yeah, J- Jürgen turned Jürgen. up in his Tesla and he was smoke Admittedly, I'd had the first run and I was just getting a bit of a feel of things. Um, but yeah, you know, like he toasted me, yeah. and I thought I was done. And luckily. The next few runs, I had to abort each one of them up until the very last one. I just fed it every bit of boost it had and sent it up the hill, and it was properly sketchy. um If I'd, yeah, you know, and I had the option to do a couple of reruns because of the the runs that I had to abort, um but I got to the top and it was enough to grab second place. And Will White and his Evo was like four seconds down the road. And I went, mean, yeah. you know what? If I have another go at this, like I'm going to go off the side there, yeah. so it's it's just time for beer and literally, yeah, you because know, I rang up Jackie and said, "Get a beer for me, I'm coming." <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah, but I, I like the electric thing. It's it, like I I like the competition. I mean, yeah. it'd be once they get um, rapid charging stations throughout the state. I mean, that's everyone kind of picks on the whole Jürgen thing or the the electric cars in Targa because they uh, have to drag around a massive genset, but they've also gone. Well out of their way to try and fix that, you know, they've yeah, they've got a, a car set up with like a rapid charging station at the back of it. That, Correct. Yeah, you know, they've done all sorts of really cool stuff to minimise the usage of the genset.
0: Which well, even even the genset, I'm pretty sure they're running that. Yeah, it's on off bio oil. oil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the ship oil now. So
2: yeah, so I, I the efforts they've gone to to try and prove that you can do it is yeah. really cool. Ooh. Um, and like now Jurgen's gone and caged that. I'm really interested to see how he's going to go. I mean, he was fifth oh, or something in South Fitting
0: in that thing again. Yes. <laughs> and, um,
2: yeah, I'm keen to see how he goes at West because, I mean, Jürgen is obviously a very good peddler in himself. But, yeah, yeah that car should be right in the top five again, I think, because yeah. it's just a properly sorted car now.
0: I spent some time with them uh, in, when was that? would have been middle of last year, I think, yeah, with, um, down at the, yeah, with the Jürgen, Jürgen um, Florigan from Gemtech. Uh, who owns the car? And uh, John, who is the brains behind the whole set yeah. thing, um, he's actually the and the car. So John's um, John's history is oil and gas, funnily enough. Um, and from what I what I got was that he designed something on the oil rigs that every oil rig has. Mm. Um, so he's now able to tinker and yeah, have have a fun life, guys. you know. Yep. Um, but he's yeah that that setup that he's got in, in the back of the the Kona and mm. you know just to, and and it is you know that part of the reason they're doing it is because you know, they are rocking up and you know getting laughed at and going oh you just ran off diesel anyway oh. so they went well all right suffer we'll 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 fix that problem hmm. yeah you know, and the other problem was that you know, long distances, you know, the only places you can stop were at roadhouses. And part of, again, why they decided to do these gen sets was because every time they stopped at the roadhouses to plug in their cars, they'd trip the power. Yeah. The chef would come out with a knife. Yeah. You know, and and so this was their salute. They are like, well, let's not sit around and do anything. And they've also funded some of the charging stations throughout the state, these guys. Yeah. Well, and they've so just
2: obviously, announced in the last couple of days that they're mm. going to be doing fast, rapid charging stations yeah. all through a lot of the touristy it's like kind of areas. Or 55 or something. Yeah. It's a massive
1: amount. It so. goes the whole way up north. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And it's good. I mean, that's the kind of thing, you know, once we get that kind of infrastructure going, yeah. you know, that, that'll certainly alleviate the need for them to actually even carry the genset because they'll be able to either plug the Tesla directly into charger or plug yeah. the Kona in or whatever yeah you plug doing.
0: the yeah. Kona in send it off charge the car send yeah, the Kona back to town exactly yeah.
2: so yeah I, I, I rate the electric thing I think it's going to be an exciting addition yeah like, the Formula E I think is probably I understand the concept behind it but it, to me it's probably just a bit boring it's
0: um, uh, I mean I, I haven't watched I, it lately but I, I remember the original few like the first season um, and I don't know if they're still doing this because again I haven't mm. watched it but they would basically pull into pits, change the entire car. Yeah. Um, but they'd have a mandatory time stop. So there was no, like, falling over and looking stupid. But it was still, you know, like, such close racing and mm. the fan involved. Like, it, it isn't a – it's it's not a replacement for Formula 1 or anything like that. It's it's specifically, you know, it's a, it's a green sport as such. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, like the fan engagement they can do with those cars, mm. you know, like fan boosts and all that sort of stuff. You can't do that with Formula One cars. You know, like, you like if you tried to make it more, you know, involved with people's phone, fa- and, and it is the same. The young people, you know, their phones and you know, being able to go online and go, oh, I like that driver, or give him a boost, and yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's what it's cool, yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, it's about that fan engagement and. Uh, you know they're, they're still testing all the electrical mo- stuff and all that mm. but at the same time they've got a lot more fan input into what goes on and it's the same with the extreme e series the extreme e series has some fan boosts involved and stuff like that so yeah, right. yeah it's um you yeah, know it, it, it's what you'll never get in you know a, a formula yeah or in a especially in a, a non electric car because you're not able to send signals to it to go
2: you know <laughs> <laughs> Give but, it an extra powder boost. Yeah, you,
0: you're allowed to have this, you know. like yeah, you How many
1: people will be giving George Russell an
0: extra?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> Take away from Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I think Jay, Shane had it right, though, because, and I've had this conversation with a few dudes, so Formula E isn't boring. It's just there's not that many people that are hardcore enough to Into follow it. it. Yeah. So not a lot of people follow Formula 3. Not a lot of people follow. gd 3 as think hardcore. The, the as Formula you, as you Three do and Formula Formula F3
2: racing is actually better than F1. What yeah, I, you watch. You watch the races. racing. Yeah. yeah,
1: the the racing is. There's yeah. some, some tough battles. Mm, absolutely. Formula as well. There's some and tough it, battles. It's just, just everyone's so sold out on the main game. Mm. It's like supercars. Does anyone watch the Aussie racing cars? They still kick around the 86 series. Sometimes it's you know, You know what but, I mean? But, but I, you're, a, you're a hardcore purist like me.
2: But I haven't watched the series. Aside from Bathurst, That is quite li- I don't watch the series unless I'm bored and sitting on the couch and I yeah. have nothing to do. Like, I don't go out of my way to watch the event. Bathurst mm. is quite literally the only thing I make an effort to go and watch. Or
1: so Most, most people we have that sort of conversation with, they're just like a junior race fan. They might watch the Formula 1 if it's on. They're not going to go out of their way to watch it, so they're definitely think- not going to go out of their way to watch Formula E
2: I got to that point years back in the Ferrari domination of F1 where I just stopped watching, you know, and I tuned out. And then eventually it changed and Red Bull and stuff started winning. But it was getting to the point again with the whole Mercedes domination that I was, yeah. I was almost about to turn off and give up. Um, but luckily, I mean, last year was some brilliant events. I mean, obviously there was one, but, you know, there was still some amazing battles. The mid-pack is really what's good at watching. Yeah. Um, and this year is it's... The mid-pack has definitely caught up. And it's oh, that's cool. It's almost not a mid-pack again. It's almost, yeah. uh, you know, you've got a half-and-a-half half kind of deal.
0: And I, and I think that's as well what's great with Formula 1 being very commercially owned now. Yeah. Rather than being Bernie's.
2: Yeah, and they're trying Bernie's a couple life. of different and things. And, you
0: know, like, Ber- like full credit to Bernie. Bernie got that sports where it is. He got all the, you know, stuff involved with it and that. But, mm. you know, there comes a time when you need to step aside yeah. and enjoy right. being 86 with a 20-year-old wife <laughs> and being able to go wherever you want in the world Buy and watch Formula One and just you well, have you, you your bottom kissed. You can, eh? Yeah, mm. absolutely.
1: Yeah, he did his bit. He had a yeah. tenure.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. He, he cashed out. He just, he just stayed maybe a few years too long. Yep. But, um, yeah, and we've digressed again. But that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this shows all this is what it's all about. Yeah, sort of thing is the passion piece, you know. Yeah. So um what's your results been like? like you know, you're another one of these drivers, you know, we, yeah, before we get people on, you do a little google of everyone. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lovely website called driversdb.com.
2: Oh.
0: And it lists everyone's results, most people's results.
2: Yeah.
0: You got three results on there and that's it. Apparently you've only ever raced in six races. Interesting in your entire career in Yeah own, I usually you know. reference Natsoft Natsoft's yeah. got
2: everything So Yeah I think RaceDB only, only has um, National
0: events No no It's got state yeah. level Yeah Yeah It yeah, had a heap of um, Like it ducky doesn't have stuff removed, there, any, Everything
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah It doesn't have everything But it's still mm. Still got Yeah quite a bit So just uh, I don't know where I don't know if it's someone entering it Or who does it But yeah But So um, How many races have you done Do you reckon
2: so in the, let's say streetcars in the end. so streetcars, well, I did a, a first in event 2010 in a, a WRX I borrowed um, and I was third that day th- yeah, third um, so that was kind of the first streetcar event I did, and then uh, it was the joy of working away is yeah I, I was obviously when I first started racing, I um would be home for an event, away for an event, home for events, stuff like that so for 2012, 13, 14, I came third each year um And then, oh, sorry, no, uh, 2013, 14, 15, I was third in the championship each year. Um, and then 2016, I took a, a year off to go and do target stuff um, yep. just because, you know, I was like, oh, most of the race mates didn't match up with my work roster. So I was like, I'll just, I'll go do target for a year, um, which, you know, I don't, wasn't eligible for result tag because I run as what they call an invitational. So cause I'm well outside the, the spec of rules. So they just sort of let me run and, yeah. You know, gave me my tires, but it meant for for nothing, um, which was obviously a good thing in hindsight. Because trying to do Targa, which I'd done in twenty fifteen, and run a championship, yeah, it's a lot of time, a lot of maintenance, a lot of costs, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then, so I came back in twenty seventeen, and said, this is the the year I want to seal the championship. Because I kind of, when I crashed the car at sixteen, obviously with all the promises I made, I sort of, then in the back of my head, once it was back together, I said, yeah. I there's retirement day coming for this. I I just didn't really know when it was going to be. And winning the championship would have been sort of the nice little send-off for it at the time. So I had a shot in 2017, booked all the the weeks off work that I needed, Um, and then just done mechanical things, like the very first race of the first race meet... Um, like two laps in a bolt fell out one of the suspension arms because I hadn't checked the tighten the nut on it. Cause yeah. we'd, <laughs> been, we'd been tweaking some of the alignment stuff and I played with it and just forgot to recheck the nut was tight. And it, Obviously the nut came undone, bolt fell out and you know, the wheel wanted to bury itself in the guard. So that was race one. So that was the stack of points lost. Um, blew a diff in another in the mm. last race of the one meet. And just those little point losses was enough to you know, land me second at the end of the year. Um, and then went did target again in 2018. Uh, went back, did Southwest, West, um, which was just one of those magical weekends. Pemberton's either one of two ways. It's either freezing and bucketing rain or it's just this beautiful crisp dry sort of weather down there. And that kind of, any time they're on target, it seems to be how it goes. It's either terrible or it's amazing. And it was just one of those amazing weekends um, and was basically battling Mark Greenham all weekend for the for the lead. Um, and annoyingly copped a, they've got a 200k speed limit which I have a a rev limit set the car to stop going over that, but when you're going downhill and you hit it, you don't quite, you bounce over it. So, copped a few seconds worth of penalties. Um, By the end of that weekend was four seconds off mark. was it four, oh no, it was about six or seven, but we woke up Sunday morning and I was four seconds behind him. And I said to him, I said, oh, you're going to have a go? And he goes, no, you don't count, so what's the point? (laughs) And then, so I matched him time-wise on the very first stage of the Pembroke Township and then took a second out of him going down Pump Hill. And it was, no, that's it, it's on. <laughs> so uh, By which point, like, I'd, the rear tyres were gone off it by then. So it was kind of sliding. I ended up dropping a couple of seconds to him. But, yeah, it was just amazing. Um, you know, one sort of half the stages and stuff like that, just on that right time. And yep. it was kind of good coming back a couple of years after I'd you know, had that massive stack down there. It was just that at the time of the accident, you know, everyone has a massive confidence hit. And that was kind of yep. as Brent was getting to, you know, getting back into the car. Um, so, you yeah, know, when we did get back in the car, um, lock in my Navigator and stuff, it took us a couple of days at Targa West 2016 just to – not so much from his part, just for me to trust the car because it had been apart so much. You know, I was worried for the first couple of days something was going to fall off or something was going to go wrong. And aside no, from you get to do a bolt up, yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah like something stupid and retarded yeah. like that. Um, and you luckily, get to use the brake pedal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it was just confidence in myself. And so like by the Thursday was and Thursday was abysmal through the Malaga stages because it was pouring rain, and mm. it was like I just yeah the nerves went right up, but luckily got through. Um, and the only mechanical fault we had all weekend was the alternator just happened to die at the end of the stages on Thursday night. And, you know, that's in Malaga. Where I keep the car was literally two minutes away. out of a spare there. So that was the biggest drama of the whole weekend. Um, but, yeah, it sort of finally, you know, Saturday morning, I was a bit more comfortable. By the end of that day, we are having a, a bit of a go again. Um, like, I was nowhere really in the results. I was just outside the 10. But by the end of Sunday, it was like, okay, it's back. And, you know, I was properly listening to what Lockie was saying in the notes and things like that. Because it was just sort of the first couple of days, I was listening a bit, tuning out a bit because it was just sort of, the brain wasn't quite there, um, and so yeah, it was good. At the time we went back in '18 down at Southwest, we were just on it. Um, did that, and then went to West again that year. Had another big go there, and at one point we would have been second, uh, but broke a drive shaft on one of the runs up Zigzag and Calamunda, and basically dropped the stage and was out of the result as such. Ended up down, oh, I can't remember where I was, about eleventh or something at the end of that day with a. A derived time, and then yeah, we ended up back at fourth by the end of the weekend because we just sort of went yeah, let's have a go. Yep. Not that it mattered for anything, but yeah, it was good. And then um, obviously been to Bathurst at the start of 2018, yep. um, and then again 2019, and then did the, the championship 2019, and just got lucky. Andy Stevens broke his car before <laughs> the first race <laughs> made of the year, and I on Thank time you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by the time I hope you put him in your thank you speech at the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, if, he, if yeah. he fixed his car up in the first because he was out for two or three race meets, and by the time he came back, like I didn't win a race meet after that, I won the first three, was second mm. for the others, but it was just a case of um, if I hadn't had that bit of a buffer because he was coming hard for me, yep. um, and that was enough to, you know, luckily get me the championship at the end of the year, so yep, that was that, and then obviously. You know, um, it was kind of that point. I said, right, it's retirement time for it. Um, and then the Albany event at the Race Wars weekend at the start of 2020 was meant to be the last event. Yep. Because um, I was going to go overseas and do some budget endurance racing in the Citroen C1 stuff, and then obviously the world fell apart, and here we are. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to hand you over to Brent now. <laughs> Red undies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I listen to your podcast. I, I know what you'd ask. Are they
1: Jackie's red ones? Is it, a, is it red because of Jackie? No, no, it's just one
2: of those weird traditions. I don't remember. Right, there That that's, yeah.
1: that's, that's the, was the, normally the last question, but we're starting. Have you got any weird traditions? You wear red undies? Know, that one? Briefs or boxes?
2: Uh, briefs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Lock and firm. Oh. Mm. Nice. Got to get that support. Uh, yeah, someone. Oh.
2: <laughs> uh. I've thrown him off whack, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I'm just laughs> we need a, We need
1: a photo. This, they could be the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The um thing, screenshot thumbnail. <laughs> Not of the red undies, no. Not on. No. Just you know, no. holding them up,
0: maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably texting them in now. No, um,
0: I'll d- just yeah no, no Why red? I think Closest and orange.
2: You mm. always a red racer as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that just stuck. So
1: Ah. Um so the general Lee. <laughs> <laughs> like I I, lo- I love the graphics on your car, it's kinda cool. It's a spout a bit cooked. why is it why is it the the General well, Lee? <laughs> I Don't worry, (laughs) those guys will never see this podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a take on obviously how Japanese pronounce that kind of word. So, you know, I jumped a creek, so (laughs) that was what came about.
1: Yeah, maybe use that for the thumbnail and then put on your worst... Simpsons version of a Japanese accent. Oh. <laughs> and pronounce it generally. At, at the time,
2: it probably wasn't a bad idea. For, it's one of those stickers i mean been to pull off, not that the car's been out, but it's one of those that's sort of the current time of life, it's probably not... Uh, Make sure you use a heat gun send it put paint off with it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it needs a few things fixed up. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, yeah, but it sort of matched the whole thing. Yeah, that and, you you know, was it. sort of worked well, at the time. same yeah.
2: as the American flag in the window, so... Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah for anyone playing at home, I'm actually Australian-born, but I have a really weird name of Denver. Um, so when I yeah. crashed the car, it ended up on Channel 9 News, oddly enough, and, um, you know, the presenter goes, oh, you yeah, know, Targa rally, blah, blah, blah. Visiting American driver. <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of looked at each other and went, what? How'd they come to that conclusion? Anyway, so I just ran with American flags, and the car thereafter is there a bit of a, you know, a subtle piss take on them.
0: Yeah, so. is it the grey hair that you're saying that's making the resemblance to George Clooney? Oh no, there's,
2: there's <laughs> many memes.
1: Yeah, there is uh, um, Piers Brosnan as well oh, yeah, pops yeah. up quite regularly. Um, you know, it's it just works. No, that's cool. So generally, um, what's the fastest time for it um, went Don't count race times and, and, and the stuff that counts. Like fastest flat out, fifty-eight eight at
2: the moment. It's fifty-eight. 50 currently, the fastest Skyline in our but I don't expect that to last long. There's about three or four. What's well, Simon's fastest one? 59 something.
1: Oh, he hasn't cracked a 58 No, oh, I he no, And it's, it's oh. funny. Has so. he cracked his block when he tried?
2: Uh, no, he hasn't cracked the block. He had gearbox issues. Oh, yeah. So. But his last
1: time it he he lifted the head or something. Yeah. And now he's, he's got the TBR, which is way cool. Why would you bother trying to go that fast? Well, that's it. Be cool. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I know he's got a new gearbox, so he's he'll be chasing it soon because I know he's came for a 58. Obviously, Lane's car's out there. Um, Matt James yeah. Wallace has a really quick thing oh, as well. Yeah, I love so Matty James' car. don't expect that one to last much longer. I've been expecting it to drop already, actually, but you know, yeah, it's I'm, kind of hung on for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm coming for it with a new one. So, Yeah now nah, fifty-eight-eight
2: is no, yeah, joke. it's fairly strong. And look, it took a it while a to get big there.
1: Car. It's not light like my car. It's <laughs> no, nice it's cheap. not
2: light. Um, and you know, it was, it was mainly it was tire running the Hankooks, so We got it into fifty-nines, um, yep. but they were like sort of a one-and-done tire. They just didn't really last. Absolutely. Um, whereas yeah, I put a because I, I had a set of soft yokis on it for the hill climb at the start of last year. It was Like oh, I was going to get a number out of it. Um, so yeah, it did that, but in the same process, had to completely change the. Line for that one time because it just hooked up differently, wanted to steer differently, and yeah, yeah, you know, it was interesting. So, going into turn one, I used to go fairly shallow in with a lot of trail braking. Whereas when I was running the Yokies, it was just go to the very back end of the corner, stand yeah, on the brakes, drive the school line. turn it in as hard as you yeah. go, then just stand on it and just drive the understeer, and it hung on. So, and it was much the same up through turn six out of the bowl, yeah, you know, just let the understeer direct how much kind of speed you're trying to get out of it and steer it on that.
1: Yeah, so. that's that's interesting. I was having a talk about that on the weekend because with with the, the Hankooks with my car, I take the the Andy line mm. around Turn One, which is a tight line yeah. the whole way around. Yeah, you're kind of shallow in and near the yeah. apex, but not quite, and then yeah. tap the apex and on the outside. Come in tight on the way out, rather than go down as deep as your as your proverbial will let you, mm. and then cut back on the you know the school the form of the forward line. Mm. And likewise with uh, six, if you can do that line through sixes, but I, I do that. Deep and cut back across line at six as much as I can because it is, it is fast. Yeah. Y- your trap speed, your corner speed, and your hill speed is yeah, absolutely massive when you do when you get that line right. But if you get it wrong, this six is really unforgiving. Yeah. You know, I still haven't been able to get out as far as even what the XL guys get because you y- you can't hit that sand down there sideways. It'll tip you over and you've already rotated the car at the wrong point.
2: Yeah, and you're carrying a lot of momentum in there. You're not going to yeah. lose it in a hurry.
1: Because it's amazing, 6 is weird, you can break so late into 6, and know, it, it doesn't can... have a
2: hook up like 7, but yeah. That was another one of those corners, The same deal, I used to shallow that as well, you know, yeah. a bunch of trail breaking in, and then use the rear to sort of control the ex- exit on the way out, whereas yeah, it was just a polar opposite of the Yoki, so.
1: Yeah, no, cool. I mean, obviously in a race, that all goes out the window, because you're in traffic and you're mm. around other cars, and it's not often you get to do a blinder, or you've already cooked your tyres trying to push someone through a corner anyway, so... No, it's cool to know how fast it is on a, on a melter. Um, the engine and the General E. It's my, what I think is the better combo for prolonged motorsport use in an RV. Yeah. It's it's the combo that I really want to go to, but Andrew Stevens won't sell me the parts for it because he's too scared I'm going <laughs> to pants him. <laughs> And now he's getting old and retired, he's really, really worried and he's turning one of those weird old dudes on committees that don't like other people beating them.
2: Yeah, but that, thing, <laughs> that thing's brutally quick. Oh,
1: his yeah, just so amazingly fast and light. It's, it's so cool. Yeah,
2: it's light, it's got good power, it gets it down to the ground well, it's well-developed. I mean, yeah. and, and I i wouldn't be surprised if he cracks a 58 on the hand cooks at some point because it's just got the ability to. Well, yeah, he's, he's done it on the
1: Hankooks, just not in the race. Oh, he did? That's yeah, right. he did he's quality, done a 58 yeah. in Quali. So, yeah, this car's definitely got in it. It's done a 57 on Yoki's. It'll only go better with some, uh, some aero and some bigger feet. Mm. Um, but, yeah, going back to the question, and, and Andrew Stevens has all the parts there to sell me to build this engine, but um, tell us about the combo that's in it, which the, is what the,
2: I really like. I think the, it's the, the better combo. The problem is the combo is now worth about double what it used to be. So I mean, it's nothing extravagant. It's all pretty much off the shelf. Parts you can get. I run a standard crank, I just don't rev it that hard. I actually revs slower than um, factory. Uh, M1 block, obviously, because they suffer cracking issues and stuff like that. But does it, you can buy them brand new still from this. And when I got mine, luckily, they were like 2,700 bucks. Unfortunately, because now obviously the Jedi is part of the heritage program, they're something like seven grand, I think, was the last time I looked, or possibly oh, wow. even more now. Um, so you can still buy that. It's just, yeah, and again, you get what you pay for with it, really. Um, did run a couple of standard, uh, the I5U, Willy they blocks, the uh, factory GDR block. And then, yeah, it had a crack at one of the galleries that they do when you get a... It, I think it's a harmonic. Once you get mm. to a certain power point, the harmonics in the motor, they just sort of split. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still a factory bore. Uh, it's a factory crank, join rods, HKS pistons in it, um, and just non-aggressive cam setup. Oh, when I... Ever get round to refreshing it because it's kind of at that stage now where it needs to come apart, and get a birthday, or change the cam setup. I've run two six four Junes for years because they're just a, a good cam. The response has always been good. The power band isn't. Yeah, you, know, you look at the power curve; it's like a, a, v, a good V8. You know, it's not a massive rise. It's very mm. linear in the way it delivers its power. Um, but I'll probably go to like a Kelford setup later on. You know, just better springs. But it's all everything. When I set it up, it's more about matching what I wanted, power, uh, where I wanted to get the power out of it, um, and where I wanted it to be in the rev range. So, you know, like it's in on boost by 3,000, all in by 3.5, and, and it's got good linear power all the way to about 7.2 where it lays over a bit. Um, yep. And that's what, you know, it revs out to 7.0. So. And it's what, 560 odd? Uh, It's sitting about 6.30 on its normal boost yeah. at the minute, uh, well, which I think is 24. We can wind it up to 6.80 um, with a couple of like, the PDMs up, and I can wind a bit more boost into it. But, yeah, it's been reliable. Um, you know, when I was racing it full-time, it had come apart every two years for a bit of a birthday, and it was sort of an alternation where the bottom end to get a full refresh, so they'd get new rods, new pistons. Um, usually to get pistons anyway because you have to bore up, but last rebuild I did, luckily it was um, the bore had virtually nowhere in it so we gave it a light hone and reused everything um, and then yeah it's what cam springs guides all that sort of stuff so yep so same displacement yep still 2.6 factory virgin bore so was it was 86 by 80? I think they're a square bore aren't they 86 mm. by something, yeah yep.
1: so yeah which is they just they just tend to hold together as soon as the guys go the bigger displacement or well, they do the weird combos which I always like the idea of the, the keeping the crank and, and head and going the 25 block in case you ever window it but uh the twenty six block
2: just tends to work? You can definitely go like a two point seven or a two point eight. So when you go beyond that sort of eighty seven mil, that the bore becomes a bit of an issue. And then if you're going to that kind of extreme anyway, you're better off looking at like a billet block or
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with the price of them now, you know, but I saw the twenty sixes just sound better. Mm. They sound different, you know, like they uh Yeah, and it's just it's just crazy power.
2: Yeah. Easy power. And that's and it's not one. an
1: outrageous weird fruity combo no, you know? and
2: it's an old spec Garrett as well so it's a GDX or Gen 2 GDX it's not a G series so again they're another development again and you know like you probably if I ran one of those I'd probably see boost in the high 2s and yeah. stuff like that um, and they're you know good for another probably 200 horsepower on the old ones so
1: which is good for Targa, but for circuit racing, how quick it comes on is
2: really well, kind of irrelevant. Really, it's not really that good for Targa, because you've got to get out of a lot... You know, a lot of the corners in Targa, I'm coming out in first gear, so you don't, wanna, yeah. Yeah, you you know, you don't <coughs> want to... I've got some boost mapping set up for the lower gears, but yeah, you don't want to be blowing the tyres off. because I mean, it's good for a show, but if you're actually going for a time, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's not ideal.
1: Ah, no, cool. And uh, gearbox behind it, I've seen the gearbox in pieces um,
2: <laughs> from, from Race Wars. <laughs> the TDI here when my tail shaft failed. Yeah, yeah. so obviously TDI gearbox sequential, um, which has been pretty reliable.
1: Change changes beginning my questions. <laughs> 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 He's trying to see what you're
2: doing. So, yeah, it, I mean, when, when I first built it, obviously had a H-pattern standard box in it. Um, managed to blow two in two weeks trying to do burnouts, <laughs> so, doing dumb stuff. Um, because third gear, I've seen the, the standard RB box is just a weak point. It's what that you know, mm. the nature of the beast. Um, managed to eke a year out of a, another H pattern box, uh, but every synchro was toasted out of it. And by which point, luckily, I had enough funds put away that I was able to go and get a sequential. And it was kind of at the time where cheaper sequentials sort of turned up. Um, mm. And then you know I found the TTI one over in New Zealand and got in touch with those guys, and yeah, turned up early in the start of twenty four. I think I went in. Yep. Been happy ever since. Yeah, been running since. Yeah, well, I've had a couple of failures in it all my own, doing just maintenance things where I've dropped the ball on, Yeah, you know, like I had a crack in a dog ring, which I didn't pick up and, you know, exploded that yep. and took out a couple of gears. Um, and then, yeah, obviously a tail shaft fail um, down at Race Wars a couple of years ago on the runway and um, yep. swung around, broke the rear gearbox mount out of the floor and snapped the gearbox casing in half with it. Yeah, and you can't blame the TDI for that. I've had, it, <laughs> I've had that with the PPG, so it's no, just... No, and yeah. well, once I got the replacement parts, I screwed it back together. That was leading into southwest, and, you know, it was trouble-free after that, so... Yeah, no, that's cool. Wicked. And um, are you still going to chase down yeah. a GDR for the next build, or you nah, thinking... I've, I've given up on that. I mean, I definitely want to go down the classic route, because the rules in classic are really cool. Um, it's just yeah you know, i have an idea of what i do i just don't want to say it because invariably people bomb me with offers of cars so <laughs> if you see any tx3 lasers for sale <laughs> I tag my, I Denver Parker. My. he
1: would like to have multiple of them hanging out in allenbrook
2: and the other problem is like i just haven't got space for anything.
1: yeah that's yeah. the problem i got space i wish i would never sold any cars yeah get them all because i don't want to use them. i just want to drive these but you don't yeah space it's space and time Money's irrelevant. It's, yeah, and the time, the, to do it the, time the time I
2: have, time I can, you know, because the nature of my work, I work away, so I'm home for decent periods with not much to do. Well, I have stuff to do. I've got
1: plenty to do if you want to cruise around.
2: But, you know, it's so like I've got the time to do it. So, you know, last year when everything kind of went pear-shaped, it was like, oh, I'll just save money and build another car. But, you know, because we're all locked down and up doing a bunch of stuff on the house and I had about a billion other projects, which I'm kind of luckily now at the end of all the other stuff i've been doing so i might actually have some funds to go and start something so good Can I give us, come give uh, come out and have a run yeah yeah so um get back into it but for the time being i mean i've uh, screwed together a car for a bunch of mates we're going to do the 24 beer stuff in october cool um, be good so fun looking forward to that that should be a heap of fun i mean if the car breaks on whatever day we'll just start drinking beer yeah if the car doesn't
1: break we'll drink beer i into that, that sounds good It's a cool event, it's starting to get a bit more popularity Now they got rid of some of the weirdness, the lemon side of it That didn't quite work over here And Yeah, and yeah.
2: The, it just looks like a bunch of fun I mean, it's not, some people will take it serious I mean, we're going to take it semi-serious, we'd be silly if we don't But, yeah, you know, the the whole objective of this year is just to finish the event Yeah, you know, if we do that, we're happy you know, And beyond that, we'll see where we sit and go from there
1: Wicked And the big one for today, and I, and I know you keep an eye on this sort of stuff what do you
2: think of the new uh, Z car? <laughs> you saw my comments, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dig the... I really dig the front. I think that's a really well-done throwback. Um, yeah. It's just... Yeah, the rear just doesn't sell it to me. Yeah, the 300Z sort of overhang, yeah. rear lights, something but, look. Let's see one in the flesh. Yeah, like, obviously, pictures are very one-dimensional. Once you see it in person, it might be a different thing. But, yeah, the the front, I really like. I think it's a really well-done. Mm. Yeah, it's got that modern edge to it, but it definitely throws back to the 240s and the 260s, so. Nothing it even
1: does, and I do like the fact it's got the uh, uh, manual gearbox. Mm, it's and a twin brave. Turbo mo- six, like, yeah, twin turbo six, badass, and uh, manual gearbox. There's not many manufacturers doing that. I'm no. hoping they bring out a GDR with a bigger displacement engine, which is based on this,
2: I don't know. I think the th- they were talking about the 36 being a hypercar, and I think that's the market they're still going to look at. So yeah, okay, which would be our. cool. Um, because I mean they've. The GDR itself is a supercar killer, so I'm in, if they can pull off the 36 in the same way they've done the th- you know, the, the early GDRs, that'll be interesting in the hypercar market.
1: So yeah, that would be cool. And I still want a 35. A 32 and a 35 in the garage, I'll be very, very happy, man. Mm. I like the 35s. Um, so, yeah, so fa- initially a fan. Um, be interesting to see where they come in price point. I've read a couple of things now. Um, in the States, the, they're looking to be around the 50K mark. Yeah. Which they want to have them and inf- Apparently, the rumors they're going to be in front slightly cheaper than the Supra, which is just blowing up over there. And obviously, the, the Supra here came out at around 80, I think, late 70s, 80s. And then now the tip to be just over 90.
2: Yeah, okay. So it so could be in the 80s again. Yeah. Which is in import duty and LCT and all the rest of it.
1: Yeah, plus on rows and all that stuff. But it'd be interesting to see if they can keep it sub 100. I think it'll yeah, go be fairly cool well. Um, And the I think the. Because
2: the 370s was sixty or seventy grand, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I think the um, the manual box will probably be lost on a lot of the Euro market, but over here, I think the guys will take to it a bit.
2: Yeah, even in America, that'll be a massive market for manuals over there because they're all big fan of the stick shift. Yeah, big. Uh, you know,
1: what do you reckon, Shannon? I
2: haven't even had a chance to look at it. Up. Oh, it.
1: Has it's so got it got flappy paddles? No. Uh, no, you've got an option of flappy paddles. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so you can get there's, there's a there's an up model. I think he called it in the in the press conference. Which goes from a seven to a nine-inch display and the nine-speed with flappy paddles. Well, imagine if they gave you the option of flappy paddles in the Gen Three supercar. <laughs> 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 Don't upset the world. Um, cool, yeah. I was just keen to get your take on. It. I saw your comments and, you and, um, I mean, I'm any manufacturer that's throwing money against dumb stuff that doesn't really make money. Mm. Uh, you know, or is purely a passion project, which is how the guy, um, the, uh, the the engineer, put it down. Um, it's, yeah, cool. It gets my vote. Um, I've never been a big Z fan, but I, I get it. I like mm. it.
2: Yeah, the later ones, once they went to the, even the 280 wasn't too bad. but Yeah, the yeah. 300, 350, 370 wasn't, wasn't all that great. Yeah, you know, all the, the older ones, the 240s and the 260s, mainly because they had a lot of motorsport heritage as well. Yeah. Whereas the 280 kind of didn't.
1: it be interesting so to see if they
2: do, like it's
1: kind of the motorsport and marketing thing has sort of fallen away. It'd be interesting to see what Nissan does there.
2: Yeah, but a time thing. I mean, what car manufacturer really? No, there isn't uh, a, unless you're talking the, the GT3 world. Um, yeah. Which you look at the GT3 car, and it looks very similar to. By. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you see at the dealership. you know, like the AMG GTRs and the Aston's all that kind of jazz. Um, whereas, yeah, obviously, Not like in the <laughs> you looked at the I mean, obviously the Mustang doesn't look like a Mustang in supercars. Yeah, and yeah. the Commodore was sectioned out and all sorts of stuff like that. Like it, and. The other thing as well, like the the GD3 cars, the motors they're running is what you can buy at the dealership. Yeah, it's obviously a race prep setup motor, but it's still got the same motor that it mm. buy at the dealership. Different
1: chassis, sort of stuff, but mm. yeah, no, that's. I'll be interested to see what goes, what happens there, and, and like I said, it's cool to get your take on it. Um, I've asked you your superstition question. Now you know my my passion is is circuit racing. That's what, like a, I've just really enjoy it i I enjoy being in the car i want to drive a lot um it's it's my thing um just say it it turns me on (laughs) Um, so i know it annoys you shane i'm trying to avoid it buddy um I, i just like um circuit racing in general but i get really sad when i see um the numbers declining this you know uh be it category numbers or spectator numbers or people through the gates people on the track um you know MA is going in the direction now where they're reducing categories trying to combine categories. Mm. Not overly sure if that's the right thing or not. Um if you could been, ch- been if
0: you've been growing spectators at have been growing Yeah,
1: growth. oh spectators at Waterloo have been growing. That last event actually even though it was pissing. Yeah, it was great. really good. People along there. Um but to get people back into cars, if you could change something, what would you change?
2: You've raised it a bunch of times, the problem is especially where stuff like rallying and, like you say, speedway and drift and all drag and all those kind of events really get popularity is, it's just it's quick and simple. You know, circuit racing, unless you turn up just for the races and there you know, for a few hours, it's not really yeah. the full day. It, it's a long day if you go for everything. It is. You're there at you know, six or seven or whatever, and then you're leaving it you know, when it's getting dark again that night. Um, so it's hard in this world we live in, where you know, everyone has so much to take their attention away you know, you need to kind of make it spectacle. I really miss the old, the, the Nightmasters. They used to run them two or three times at the start of the year. Mm. And, you know, I remember you'd just go up with a bunch of mates, we'd take an Esky full of beers and we'd just sit there and, you know, it was a good evening and it was it was over quick. It wasn't long and drawn out. I think 7th of November is the next one. Yeah, and yeah. maybe if they did a compressed version of that, trying to get yeah. people back to the circuit, instead of having a full day of, you know, you run all the formula cars and stuff. Yeah, you don't need that, the so.
0: formula whatever's in the, in the No, just
2: have a good, a couple of night races, a bunch yeah, of classes. categories, yeah. or just a handful of categories. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves glowing brakes, flames, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, one of the coolest aspects, I think, of the whole, having been at Bathurst 12-hour a couple of times, is the start, you know? It's like the lights coming up over the hill, glowing exhaust, brakes are glowing, flames everywhere. It's just a cool yeah. thing to see. Yeah, uh, of a so, bit yeah. You know, and it like stuff like that gets spectators going. So, yeah, getting spectators on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah. From, it, from the I mean, look, from the chat, uh, obviously have a lot of chats with various motorsport people and. Some of the biggest reasons that it doesn't happen especially in um circuit mm-hmm. racing is the resistance from perhaps traditionalists is what I'll call them. Yeah, and that is mm-hmm. a, a problem. And that's, I know it has been. Yeah, and that's that sucks because they're not gonna be around forever, they're not gonna be around probably much longer, yeah. some of them. Yeah. Um and yeah, being able to race I should just say that, rather than wishing anything else on them. Um, yeah, you know, they're they're not going to be around that much longer, and they need to bring in younger people. Even at drags, drags actually starts at eleven a.m. Mm. and it is a long bloody day if you're there yeah, from but eleven a.m. The action doesn't only, start, but they only hour. promote it and push all the racing and action from six p.m. until yeah, 10 when you're qualifying, you
1: speedway is the same. You, yeah. you start early, but they only promote it from when the actual after the heats are done, yeah, into racing. Yeah, the
2: same as drift. You don't turn up for the qualifying unless yeah. you're competing or your friend and family, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you turn up for the action, so.
1: No, it's, yeah, it sucks, yeah, and the problem is with the MA and, and some of the committees, you get all the same old guys that have been on there forever um, as much as they, they're helping and doing the right things mm. and you need someone to do it, and there's stuff being on a committee, it's such hard work and you're fighting all the time, but mm. you get so desensitised and you, you do just look after your own agenda a bit and I think that creeps into it a bit with, like you're saying, the, the pushback against doing some of these more funner things or yeah. changing yeah, categories and classes and mixing and stuff. And, yeah, I think there's a Nightmasters last year. The weather was atrocious, but, man, the visual. Yeah, in
0: November. Yeah.
1: yeah, the visual with the, uh, the GT3 or the GT cars and sports sedans on proper wet slicks. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is cool. Yeah. We're, uh, we'll stand there, myself
0: and DJ. I'm pretty sure we're the last two standing idiots <laughs> yeah. out in the, in the rain. And we were basically yeah the footage we captured of those GTs and yeah you know, even saloons and everyone but just coming down turn into turn seven mm. yeah and just the rooster tails and everything out the back under lights yeah. you know so you got water coming down yeah you know, water going out sideways plus the glowing discs yeah, yeah. You know, see, it was wicked you on. it was wicked yeah, yeah. see that, that that's see? photographer it's, stuff
1: yeah but um, it's cool like that's what that's Cool. The the night just makes that atmosphere that much cooler. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you saw when um, Lawrence Lee, the Lee collector, what do you want to call mm. it, did that little no, show. Up I was at work.
2: Unfortunately, sure. I oh. missed it. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been up for
1: Being it. it was you know it was only a handful of cars. Yeah. But they were just rad as hell cars, and the yeah. nighttime just made it that much cooler. The noise, the colour, the everything. Yeah, you, it got to have it an attraction at with something. Event. Yeah. It was a cool as event. Yeah, and that's the, the this this must be
0: episode thirty six. giving Arise a bit of a plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Oh, but that was cool. That Guys, was very cool. Rise racing. It's about we have to have a chat.
0: We've <laughs> announced and talked about you every single episode so far. We're up to episode thirty-six. It's about time you throw us some sponsorship. What do you reckon?
1: <laughs> we need to get Megan on the show, I reckon. Yeah. Megan'd yeah. well, be pretty cool. Yeah, she's yeah. she's cool. Yeah. But that was cool. And Imagine like, that event with that sort of st- like being able to have those hyper cars well, that's on display and then throw a couple of races. I know they did the little jockey thing with the
2: uh Radicals, but yeah, you do a demo, throw a kind couple of, deal. of five lap sprints into it, or something cool. Well, that's where they used to run drifting at this one of our race meets as a, a lunchtime filler. Yeah, mm. you you've got to have some kind of attraction. This is why I look at like the. But you know, some the
0: numpty was taking photos of the smoke, and posting on social media, riling everyone up, going, "This is atrocious. Mm. Uh, why would you put this on? This is horrible." Blah 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 blah.
1: Before um, my time. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to mention names because
0: well, everyone already knows
2: who that number is. And well, ignoring slowly, that. You can tell me afterwards. Yeah, you, know, know, you look at events like any of the, the 24-hour Enduros and stuff like that around the world, right, or definitely. even the Bathurst 12-hour, you've got to have something that keeps people... Yeah going, and, yeah, like... Motorbikes, cars... Well, not even that, You're just stuff in the pits. Like, you go to Bathurst and they've got, like, a sideshow alley, you know, you got... You could buy merch and all that sort It's like they have at the V8s, but there's demo cars, all this stuff, and you can get them in the pits, you can see what's going on with all the cars, walk around. There's obviously... Yeah, because the 12 hours are a three- or four-day event, yeah, but you've got all the support racing as well as going on, as well as the qualifying sessions, yep. um, and... Same sure, for I, I,
0: I have a hot rumour. Next year's race calendar has sort of been figured out. There's about those twelve hour in it. Sort of been figured out. Um obviously it's got to go through
1: State panel and all State panel and all the rest
0: of the crap and get everyone's (laughs) approval. Um but part of that is that um they're looking they've been talking and discussing with some of the car show organisers, like um, Coffees and Cars and all that. Um about coming down to those race meets. Right. Yeah, well Andrew got, yeah, Andrew got gun gun that going. Andrew
1: got that going a little bit.
2: Yeah, last so,
1: year, or the year before, they used to oh, park up on heaps of years. Yeah, used to get to, like the to Mustang the yeah. Mustang steel bumper guys, and yeah, so, and stuff. So um, oh, they yeah, really yeah that's, that's
2: what they're trying to yeah.
0: bring back. Is classic yeah. cars and coffee. So, classic cars, of course,
1: huge.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, so uh, but again, that's a short and sweet event. Yeah, you turn up in the morning, wander around for a couple of hours, catch up a bunch of people, leave. that's it, job done.
1: Yeah, yeah, and when you start taking your kids and that, like my kids love it, but. They can't do a whole day at the track. No, they end up driving you nuts or getting run over. Anyway, yeah, yeah no
0: coffee made by Max. Or...
1: Yeah. Macchiato? Anyone? <laughs> Is give give got a, a story There, don't worry.
0: So just give him a coffee made by Max. That's all I said. Yeah. Oh.
1: Nah, cool. Yeah, like the the drifting on the weekend. That that was uh, we were all over ahead of time for once, and that's yeah. probably some of the better driving I've seen statewide for a long time mm. the, the drivers were just all on form that layout's cool
2: yeah, right in front of everyone i keep meaning to get up and watch it i just unfortunately it's one of those things i haven't got back up to in years oh you I can really come you can come me. judge around <laughs> like, i'd be terrible
1: at him. i'm so well, far you know, out of I'm that just, game you can't be any worse than what we are huh? <laughs> everyone hates the judges no matter what yeah true <laughs> but no the, the yeah short format in mm. front of everyone bars open um, and there was some stellar driving. So, yeah, yeah. I think short format Friday night, three categories or a combined category of some sort and, and some something cool in between when there's downtime, you know, um, be it some of the cool cars that arise or fast lane or whatever, um, you know, or some of the...
0: Let those, like, the, the coffee and cars guys go for a couple of laps. Yeah.
2: Well, they time. have done that. Yeah, cruise yeah, sessions, you know, a buying the safety and car. And Waved everyone off they go. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz the tracks. Are I need to need show. to take a bit of a leaf out of
2: Gup's book about putting on a show. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I'm you know,
2: you a traditionalist with that because
1: Oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> absolutely, but uh, I really don't care. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I just want to so see so stuff like there's I just want like, to see like not everyone's going to like everything. I don't yeah. I don't agree with all sorts of things, but um I just want to see cars on the track yeah. and the track getting used.
0: You're looking, you are know, like looking at like at a power cruise event, you know, as soon as you know a cars off. Yeah, you Gup's know, screaming down the radio to get something on track. Yeah. Mm. You know, whether it's, you know, go open up the burnout pad, you know, get the drifters yeah. out. But you he know. is about the show. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what needs to come into
2: the, well, time circuit attack, racing. Which all. Which obviously it's announced that they're delayed again to next year. but, um, you know, well, time attack's the same. Like well, the moment the, the time attack guys are off, they've got, you know, old yeah, a group A cars. on or, or group A cars. Yeah, or you yeah. know, something, or a demo lab, whatever they've brought over, like the old... 7 eight sevens 7s or the old Group C cars and stuff like that, they get out, yep. they... Or the Hyundai um, fan Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, oh. they send the, something out to keep yeah. you going. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about and keeping And it's rammed you down your throat
1: from the get-go when you're at that event yeah. as a competitor that this is a show. Yeah. It's a completely different mindset. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I get a race, mate. There's obviously a, a few delays between you need to get people off, recover cars, that sort of stuff. But yeah, it, just, it does end up... You end up for a lot of delay time in there. Yeah, that's yeah, what you kind of keep people interested.
1: At least with the sports sedan, sport car guys this year have done done well with changing to their race format to two races, but longer duration. Yeah, mm. it makes makes their day cars better. Are thinking about it as well. Yeah, I think they're going to trial it because the um, it's less marshalling time, less time between races. You take one race out of the mix, but you're still getting more laps in because you're doing yeah. two fifteens or a ten yeah, or whatever kilometres do? for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, those cars are designed to go far longer duration than that. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I reckon, yeah, short format, Friday night. I've been saying it for a donks. Um, if I ruled the world.
0: So hurry up and win lotto, will you?
1: Oh, man, if I won lotto. Well,
0: you know what? Sell a couple of your cars. <laughs> and then you can afford to put on a race. I night. can afford to buy some lotto tickets.
1: Most see your cars be collectors items by now. Oh, man, if I'd kept some of my cars, man, it's just depressing. I want, you know what, I just want a car now that is easy, that I can drive every time I open the garage door. I'm sick of this this stuff that uh, takes three days of maintenance every time I want to turn it on, <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe another XL Cup car. I don't know. They just they don't quite do it for me. Cool category for
2: racing. Those racing. saloons. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah you know, all race cars are maintenance. You, you've yeah. got to spend a bunch of money to get it right in the first place and then keep ticket I'm just
1: in service, spanner check, drive, you know. But I want something
2: a bit more modern. So, yeah. That was kind of where... The aim for mine was, but there was a lot of capital that went into it to get yeah. to that point, you know. So yeah. So now I get the new
1: one built and then figure something else out.
0: Now, speaking of short form races, we're uh, getting a bit on in the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to end up in an enduro in a minute, um, <laughs> Whoa, don't get oh. on <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, do you know the question I'm going to ask you? Yeah, so I don't know, I reckon you do listen to the podcast.
2: I okay, do. What uh, What are you, you going to
0: ask? No, nah, okay. Actually, I was going to throw you for a bit of a loop with this one. Um, you've already mentioned a few people, you know, that have helped you out mm. and, you know, assistance, you know, around the crash and uh, building the car and everything. Other people that have been involved with racing and that, you, that you got to thank?
2: Uh, yeah, obviously covered most of the people, you know, fixing it, stuff like that. Um, the guys at All Star Garage who are just, you know, a bunch of good mates. Um, yeah, and... Do all the little bits of welding and stuff like that? I'm not really capable of. But they're also, you know, most of those guys are motorsport guys. Um, sure before he left was obviously tuning the car. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they're motorsport guys. Always good. You used bouncy stuff off each other and you know, keep us level head and that kind of deal. Um, uh, Lockie, who's very brave to sit next to me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and was quite happy to get back into the car after I threw us off a bridge. Um, yeah. you know, who w- yeah, he's obviously done a lot of rallying and stuff like that, and navigating for himself. But was also running Formula V. But he went and did some adulting and built a ha- or bought a house, so he's having to take a back seat for a while. But pretty sure he's keen to come back out. Yep. Um. Yeah. You know, uh, trying. I think I pretty much covered everyone. Um. Everyone that's kind of helped and sponsored or you know, lent a hand along the way, helped get parts and that kind of jazz. Yep. Uh, Oh, Dennis over at High Speed Engineering, because uh, he usually, you know, if I need some bits and pieces, fabbed up, he sorts some stuff out. Um, Kevin at Five Hour Ignite, who came on the other year um, with an ignition setup. You know, he'd sit in the car and said, you yeah, know, try this out and tell me what you think. So, um, God, oh, Glenn Baker at um, Electric Autosport, Electric Auto- Autosport Electrics. God, i have having a brain fart there. Um, yeah, Rob Turner, and I think that kind of covers it for now. Yeah,
0: cool, cool. Yeah. Nice.
1: You know, don't want to thank the wife. But
2: Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've thanked her so many times over the years, but yeah, I should probably thank her as well. So. If <laughs> anyone w- knows Jackie,
1: knows how much of a beating <laughs> is he was. Yeah, I'd get a cop just for saying that. Yeah. yeah so he true. won't be returning for another year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: eyesight, eyesight problems.
1: <laughs> mm, it's called getting old. <laughs> you kind of like it, Jackie absolutely adores you racing. Like... She is a pretty swell chick when it comes to that. She's yeah. pretty keen to
2: get out at the end of the day, though. She's like, let's go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, no, she is very generous with the time. Like, suppose the last few years, I haven't really been doing an awful lot, so it hasn't been that time-consuming, but there was a while there where I was doing every race meet in the year and Targa and stuff yep. like that, so it was a lot of time that went into it.
0: Now, uh, final question is if you could have sitting in your co-driver's seat any driver, full passenger. Like this.
2: I'd do an enduro. So yep. it would be like a, Le, like, yeah, I've always wanted to get, I'd still want to get to. Like, yeah, me, oh, or something me like too. That. Um, just because it is an amazing track. Um, but if I was going to do something like that or a Le Mans, yeah. I'd Who'd you want to race with? Grab Weber, yep. Danny Rick and Lando. Yeah, Okay. You guys get nothing, don't you? Just talk so you're shit. Who owned the last one? You, that, Remember, yeah, yeah, I mean, we'd do all the amazing. work, and the other three <laughs> would
1: just be laughing. But yeah, it'd just we, be cool. Yeah, you I and know, like Rick work. would be on the beers.
2: Lando would be <laughs> Snapchatting everyone, and Paul <laughs> Webber it would you be know, doing the driving, <laughs> <Doing the> reckon <driving. laughs> yeah, it. Just be a cool combo. I, I really oh. want to see Danny and Lando come and do a, a Bathurst because I reckon that would be amazing.
1: Did you? So I brought it up the other week. Did you? You know, watching the video where it was Lando, Rick, and Zach and the McLarens on track mm. together. Yeah, just, know, that's right. funny.
2: He's, yeah, and he yeah. loves hanging the bum out of that thing. Every yeah. time you see Danny in a, a car on track, he's always sliding it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, cool combo. Yeah. But
0: if you could whittle it down to one.
2: Oh, you'd have to go Weber. Weber? If you, uh, yeah, because he's just... He's it, a robot. He's a bit of a robot. He was also... Like, in F1, I think he was one of the luckiest non-champions. You know, like he was always... I think it was at 2010 when he was so close to yeah. getting it. Mm. Got Vettel. He got ripped off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I
0: think Dan... You have you read his book? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's an interesting...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obvious. But it, it kind I, of I amazed was so me. sour. Like, I was already sour on Vettel at the time, and then I became a lot more sour on him.
2: Yeah, and it's funny now. And Vettel's then, and out now of it. Yeah, like everyone loves like, he's like chilled and relaxed. And, and I think that's he's aged. Of, I feel that's yeah. what Red Bull kind of breeds is uh, yeah. that kind of attitude. I mean, Max obviously is always going to be that way because his dad was f one like, yeah. kind of like the soccer dad kind of deal, yep. kind of feel mm-hmm. going on there. But yeah, like Vettel was just such a dick in, in, when he was at Red Bull. And then he, he left and he went Ferrari and he kind of. Obviously, the Italian's going kind to of drag that humanity out of yeah. him Yeah. And he was cracking jokes and stuff. And yeah, and
0: all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, this guy's
2: actually he, funny and yeah, he's yeah. a per- like he's a person. And yeah, and this year when he came, what was it, third? Everyone was, like, we were so happy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, and again, you know, I, I've still got memories
0: sadly. that pop up, you know, of yeah. memes that I created about a battle <laughs> and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I'm going, wow, I was pretty harsh on him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he definitely did in in Australia. Australia. The Red The Red Bull marketing monster breeds monsters. It's yeah. Yeah. Funny, the opposite. Um, but yeah, yeah so... <laughs> but, yeah, the, maybe the Red Bull marketing machine is, is not coherent to the emotional Italian machine that is... Uh, yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, 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 yeah. completely bipolar will opposite camps. Well,
2: Williams was the emotional machine. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think McLaren, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Whether you know, the Dan gets a championship or not, I'd like to see it. I think he's still got the ability, it's just whether he can get the no, car I think there. he's
1: just there for the experience and the, and the
2: background skill. I hope next year when they bring in the new car, it's it's a level playing field again. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, okay. well,
0: it, Ricciardo's definitely got a car mm. that can perform.
2: He can. He's just it's, trying to get his head around it. Yeah,
0: it's a different beast to what he's mm, been because, driving. Yeah, and but there's only so long that he
1: can keep saying, saying that. Yeah. Yeah. and I think the Renaults was just so so closely matched. Or, but it or took him a while to get, to get his to head
2: around the Renault as well, and he did yeah. a lot more testing before that. And I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah, well, i, mean, I do not trying Renault's to make excuses for the guy, but, no, yeah, no, but it, was, yeah. it was underpowered. It was probably easy to pick up the... Well, I think the they are a bit more like. closer
1: aligned to the Red Bull than the... Yeah, and the McLaren. The, is the very, McLaren's a very different car. I was
2: reading something the other week and they said, yeah, he's, he's got to change the way he's used to driving the other cars. And it's a, a learning... And he's picking it up. Like you look at the gap between him and Lando, it's gradually coming back and it's, it's showing signs yeah. that he's going to be back there.
1: But at that level of game, yeah. there's only so long. Yeah, moment. well, and
2: that's the problem. Lando's obviously advancing at the same sort of point that Danny is. Yeah, you've so got
1: to really catch that up because that is that's mega beans.
2: Mm. Oh, like point three is massive in F1 these days. Yeah. The moment. like a year, a couple of years back, it was like it was only point three. But nowadays, it's like the second covers the top ten or eleven or something.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we digress again. Mm. But that's what we talk about. This is the cool stuff. Yes, mm. this is the bit I enjoy. This is where we always end it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: just as Brent sta- just just starts to like things. Nah. Like <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I think you need to apologise.
1: Yeah. Have the best wife in the world. I really do. Yeah. yeah. She puts up a lot of your shit. Yeah. Oh man, and
0: I am shit. We see the posts. <laughs> 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 we see the posts. Yeah. And she just smiles. We know that you're gonna. C- no,
1: nah, she's pretty. I'm pretty lucky. I don't get any amount of grief at all. She just the the one thing I've said it so many times before. The emotion of motorsport does get out of hand a little bit, but the time, mm. the money's irrelevant. Um, you can always make more money. You can always find a way to make more money, but the fuck you can't make time. You never do. And and a lot of us are not at the level where we have that much money. We can just pay other people to do it all. And that's that's the thing. It really softs the family side around. The time spent away from home, or or even. Mentally not there because you're working on the car or you know, <laughs> you whatever. Just you're just thinking about what available. you do. Yeah, that's that's the time piece, it just kills. Yeah, that's where I'm
2: liking the fact that you know, I, I work away, so I do get that time in the middle of the day when everyone else is at work, and yeah, you know, I can go and do my yeah. thing and then go home and spend time yeah. with Jackie, so and the dogs and everything else. Mm.
0: And on that sappy moment about wives and motorsport, oh, I got episode. one last thing for you. Oh, yeah, I, look, I
2: got bored today, I went googling. Oh. Potato styles. Okay. You know there's one called pink eye?
1: <laughs> A kind of potato called pink eye? Yep. Is it an edible potato? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? We're just going to call you pink eye. Pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> luckily haven't had that, uh, haven't, have, haven't had to have it yet, but uh, with kids who knows. <laughs> and on that note. Been, oh, that's that another <laughs> episode of Behind the Sport done. I had the minivan guy off an oil rig for Pink Eye. How?
2: How did he get people, pink Eye? People, back in
1: the day when you could travel, people used to do some weird swings. It's the farting game, son. Huh? Cool.
0: Episode done. <laughs>